the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back because we are fans of Seinfeld. You're fans of Seinfeld. We love this stuff. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. <laughs> and today we are kicking off season seven, y'all. Seven seasons of Seinfeld, my man. Woo! My God, baby. Wow. Wow, dude. This is a, uh, a glorious journey, and I'm excited to get going on a new season and to see exactly how that uh, that the, how this season treats us. So Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny. With this new season came a new viewing format for both of us, which means we did not watch it on Hulu. Yes, that is correct. So uh, out there in the middle of... This uh, transition from Hulu to Netflix. Currently, we are recording this episode, and it's nowhere to be found on a streaming platform, at least a legal one. And so, Corey luckily has all of the DVDs. I, though, still have Netflix DVD as a thing. I, I use it for uh, Blast from Our Past, and so I had to make sure that I timed things so I could get the season one or the season seven disc one. To re- so I could watch it on here. So I'm yeah, I'm using like a really old school. Like who still uses the DVDs from Netflix? I'm like I do, and then yeah, we're still pulling out classic media because we cannot stream it. I mean, thank God for that, right? I mean, speaking of, I'm also uh, in between this hiatus. Uh, Adam kind of got his uh, recording area built built up and everything, and because before he was, if you guys remember last season, he moved into they moved into a new house and everything, and uh, but now I am staring at your giant wall of DVDs and Blu-rays. I see, uh, you know, series is in there. I see box sets in there, yeah. but no Seinfeld. I do not see that that there, blue box in there. There's one. They're not. It's oh, I only own season one and two. The box ah, of season okay. one and two. It is there. Uh, they are not organized right now, um, and I will organize them alphabetically. I just haven't yet. I just wanted to get them all in there. So. Well, it's it's glorious, my friend. Maybe once you organize them alphabetically, we can take a picture and uh, show it off. Because <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great it's a great collection, my friend. I love me some movies. I do too, and I love. <laughs> we, me we both we're, we're both just talking about how much we love physical media too. Yes, so. we do. So, and yes, I and yes, I also love me some Seinfeld. So, let's get talking. Season seven, episode one, the engagement. It first aired September twenty first, nineteen ninety five. Cora, my man, please give us that synopsis. All righty, the engagement. As a result of the pact he made with Jerry to grow up. George proposes to Susan. A barking dog keeps Elaine up at night, so she enlists Kramer and Newman to help her solve the problem. Now, b- before we get into the show and, and our critique of it and yada, 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 I would just like to point out before I forget, no mention of like Jerry's plot line here. And um, yeah, it's pretty minimal. Yeah, I mean, that's something, though. I just want, I just yeah. want to put that out there right now. Okay, interesting. All right, well, yes, we're about to get into our scene breakdown, but I just want to remind everybody that Cartwright has swapped to a half-on, half-off format. So, 
This episode is on our free feed. It is for everybody out there, if you're listening. Um, Thank you for listening, first off. We really appreciate Mm -hmm. you checking it out. And if you want to get every single episode of Cartwright, check out our Patreon, uh, where you can get all of our back catalog and make sure you get every single episode, including the next episode, which will be the postponement for just $1 a month. And that's patreon.com slash cartwright, patreon.com slash cartwright. All right, let's get into this episode. And as we discussed in the last episode of season six, we are done with the stand-ups. So, Corey, you have a little less to talk about now. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) But yeah, and as we've mentioned, you know, many times before, you know, as much as we, the stand-ups are kind of hit or miss, whether we like them or not, when they're not here, it is apparent and it is definitely makes for a different viewing experience. Yeah, I mean, it it feels more regular classic sitcom and it kind of, you do miss that niche of, hey, this is a stand-up comedian getting some of their, um, you know, their, their uh, material. And so, yeah, we didn't have that. Um, it, I, I didn't find myself intensely missing it, but I would say I miss it more at the beginning than the end. I yes, I always, I would always rather have the beginning one yeah. than the end one. I would always rather them just put all their eggs in that basket mm-hmm. and make that first one the best one. And I think, honestly, I think the reason I even kind of like miss it now is because last season we actually had some good stand-up yep. uh, routines. So, yeah, but at least at least it sort of, for now, went out on a high note. And it felt... Um, like it was just cut off. I mean, I, I know it was the last episode of season seven or, or season six where they cut it off, but it was just like you you would expect that to happen in a transition between seasons, but it yeah. just it happened in that last episode. I was like, ah, what? This is jarring. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> uh, so, all right, we start off. George is playing chess chess with a beautiful woman that he's yeah. dating. Um, uh, he's all cocky about it. He thinks he's thinks he's doing great and he's got her beat. And then of course she makes one move and checkmate. Checkmate. And George of course, is like, we have to break up. He's so insecure. He immediately is like, yeah, hey, I don't think we can see each other anymore. Like, come on. Damn it. Well, I mean, that's, that's regular George. And we're now we're we're getting into, I feel, and even the characters know or the actors know, we have shifted from everyone knowing who these characters are to now we're going beyond to where it's caricatures of these characters. Because yes. they... they they're so well known that the audience understands them. And so now they have to just be like, they're kind of going over the top on those factors because it's just like, well, that's George. That's so George. And it is. It is. And I guess it's the inevitability of every sitcom. And I think at this point, you know, we were into the whole, like, are they coming back next season? Is this going to be the last season? Every season, I think after like six, it was just talked about in between. Yeah. And, I, and I do, of course, I'm talking about like in Entertainment Weekly magazines and stuff like that. I always remember reading like, is this the last season of Seinfeld? Are they going to come back? And then they always had those negotiation wars in between mm-hmm. seasons. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because yeah, they are becoming a little bit caricature esque here. But just in in this world though the, of this scene uh, in the Seinfeld world, I do gotta say, if George didn't break up with her, the look on her face uh, after all the shit talking yes. he did about women, like it yeah. wasn't like I was like, dude, I was like, bro, that that kind of didn't land too well in 2021. But I was like, I think she's gonna break up with you anyways. Like it, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, I, I agree with you on everything you just mentioned. So. Uh, speaking of woke, uh, Elaine is woken, uh, but this time up by a dog. 
was that? How was that? Dude, that was great, by the way. That was fucking great, bro. Just came to me. It just came to me. Yeah, she was. Uh, I was drinking my beer and I almost fucking spit it out. <laughs> so, yeah, she is woken up by a dog that's barking. Uh, and then we cut over to monks. Now, as we already mentioned before, and I'm not, I'm going to try not to say it too much, but yes, quick scenes. We're getting quick scenes, and uh, we're going to just have longer breakdowns because of it. Yeah, I, so. I think that's just it moving forward, judging yep. by this episode and next episode. So, yep. yeah, we, we won't talk about it too much. It's just the way it is now. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, literally, my entire sentence is, Lane's woken up by a dog. And then she, we cut to the next one. So, at Monk's, uh, George and Jerry talk about his whole breakup and how he felt emasculated. And I just, God damn it, George. Like, I would, you know, I love it when women show their intelligence, show their strength. And if a woman beats me at chess... Who cares? Like it doesn't mean you're emasculated. He's such a he's such an old old mentality with that kind of stuff that he can't handle it. He can't handle like um you know, yeah, he can't handle anybody real. I have a uh, a really cool like Star Wars board game that you can actually just play with two people. Uh, and in the 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 idea is that you can like make like Mace Windu versus Darth Vader. Like you can kind of set mm. everybody up from the entire trilogy. And this was uh, before the sequels even came out. And every single time that I play it with my wife, she always beats me. <laughs> every single goddamn time. And you know what? It's sexy. That's great. Is it sexy? Yeah, I know. Right, it's awesome. I freaking love it, exactly. dude. I got. I think that's you and I are not insecure in that way. No. I, we have our own different insecurities, but yes. not when it comes to. We both like strong women. We both do, and we yeah. both married strong women. Yeah. So, uh, all right, but maybe more so the issue. Um, he dumped her because she said "happy pappy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of funny, um, you know. And I looked into it a little bit. Well, I saw this at least on. I looked at it on Wikipedia. Um, so. The expression "happy pappy" was actually used by Heidi Swedberg, who plays Susan Ross, uh, in an uh, in off-camera situ- or conversations with Larry David. So he oh. wrote that into the episode. Jesus, man! Is, is this where they started hating her? Like, is is this like the yeah. first episode? I mean, my God! <laughs> I I am pretty sure. Like, I actually watched the uh, kind of like um behind the scenes for this episode and like it seemed pretty obvious that like oh you know it made sense they wanted to get George in a relationship ASAP and Larry David didn't really know where he was gonna go with it um he didn't he had no clue at the end and um they thought they would go they decided to go with Susan because they didn't have to do a whole bunch of setup you know it's already yeah. someone that he's met it's someone who he's been been intimate with that we've met a couple times uh, so they dived into that pretty quickly but they immediately seem to regret it. And Jerry, on a conversation uh, with with Larry, was just like, "Man, don't you wish you could just kill her?" And and Larry, <laughs> Jerry even mentioned, "Yeah, he just saw Larry David kind of look up to the you know to the high to the sky to kind of you know in, into his own thoughts, just being like, huh? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> that might be something that comes back." So. I love the fact that we both watched the same thing because yeah, even though we have access to YouTube and everything, but the fact that like, you know how it is, buddy, you pop that DVD in, yes. you're just watching, you're like, it's just the next click down. You're like, yeah, yeah I'll watch the behind. It's right there. So yeah, so you saw it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, how are you liking the uh, proper uh, aspect ratio here? Oh, <laughs> um, it's fine. I, I'm a 16 by nine man. So I I I kind of miss sixteen by nine, but Bro, I yeah. I kind of got used to it. I yeah, kind of exactly. got used to the Hulu format, and I'm like I'm like, huh, feels archaic now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. 
Because, <laughs> so. yeah, you. Re- I mean, my, my wife's been watching a lot of Frasier recently, mm. and the whole thing was always in 4x3. In, in, um, and it's just like, wow, you, you know you're watching something old as shit uh, when it's not doesn't fill up the whole screen. And it's just like, eh. Yeah, you're you watching Seinfeld because they updated it. It's like, okay, I could be watching something fairly fresh. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you turn in the DVD and it's just like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's you're either watching like an old TV show or you're yeah. watching Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. Yeah, which I did not watch. <laughs> no, I, but it's in four by three, and that's really fucking weird. Uh, I just I hate Zack Snyder. I hate <laughs> I hate what he's become. So I can't give it to him. James Gunn, though, if we're talking other stuff, uh, I did watch uh, Suicide the Suicide Squad, and I definitely enjoyed it. Me too, buddy. That was a lot of fucking fun. I, I like where that's going. Yes. So. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal mm. is a joke. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. All right, let's get back to Seinfeld. And um, we find out that uh, Jerry, who kind of, uh, you know, also with George, he recently broke up with somebody for shushing him. You know, she shushed him and... uh, He's all, they all just kind of realized, what are we doing? Him and yeah. George, it's pathetic, you know? They're not like, they're not men. They're like they're children. Not men. 
<laughs> They're man-childs, something that Corey has been saying for seasons. Yeah, yeah. So. And I love it. I love, like, Jerry's just, he's exasperated. It's like his come-to-Jesus moment. And he's just like, what are we doing here? And I, I, clearly it doesn't stick. But in that moment, I do believe that Jerry wants to change. Oh, yeah. And I, and I definitely appreciate it because this feels ties in with the um, kind of caricature mentality that I brought up earlier where they're starting to make a little bit more of these meta humor things where they're making fun of themselves early or uh, they're making fun of themselves a bit. And like, you know, that is a trope in Seinfeld at this point already where it's, oh, Jerry leaves somebody because they are the low talker or the high talker or whatever. They have those jokes about people, but they break up with them because of these little, you know, these tiny little things that aren't a big deal. And so now they're kind of even making fun of themselves for it. And I got to appreciate that. Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah. I like that. And it's, and it's meta too, because they're also changing sort of the formula of the show this season yeah. as well. So, Oh, this is, I can already, I just watching this episode. I immediately was like, Oh, this is going to be a lot of stuff. A lot of storylines are going through um, different characters for multiple episodes, and this is going to be um, a different se- It's a different season than we've ever had before. Yeah, because there's an actual full-on arc the entire season. Yeah, yeah. This is, and, and they even said that uh, Jason Alexander says that mm-hmm. it's like that's the first time they do that with Seinfeld, and it it does. It sets yeah. the tone. It def- definitely exactly. sets the tone. I'm very very intrigued by uh you know starting the season and seeing where we land at the end. You're right. We've had callbacks. Um, we've had you know a couple little multiple episode things where you st- saw stuff that you know was a th- was through. Each of those, but never uh, like a full season arc. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So anyway, George and Jerry want to be normal. And George kind of mentions Susan, you know? Maybe he should go after her again. Jerry's like, uh, I thought she was a lesbian. It didn't take. It didn't take. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, I like that. It's a nice little callback to that shower that didn't take when he was trying yeah. to, <laughs> to, yeah. to take a cold shower to stop sweating. And it didn't take. And I, under, I, I living in Georgia... I have been doing those kind of cold showers this summer because also we don't have air conditioning right now, um, which is terrible. So I've been doing cold showers and immediately I step out and I start pouring sweat again. And I'm just like, God damn it. It didn't take (laughs) every time. (laughs) So so ultimately Jerry and George kind of make this agreement uh, that, you know, they're going to be more adults and they're going to start really giving it a full try with uh, their respective people. Him with uh, Jerry with Melanie, who is the shisher, and George with Susan. And I like how they kind of get each other pumped up right yeah, here. I agree. I agree. At, at the apartment. Uh, J- <laughs> I didn't know where to, I was transitioning. <laughs> I didn't wait. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> where am I going with this? I, lo- I don't know, but I, lo- I love every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. At the apartment, Jerry makes a date with Melanie. Kramer comes in, tells him that there's just, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing to this. Um, you know, there's no joy out of this, you know, family and kids thing. You know, marriage and family, they're prisons. And, you know, when you go home, she's there. Uh, and he's like, oh, is it all right if I use the bathroom now, honey? And when it's dinner time, you have to talk about your day. Oh, how was your day today? Was how was your day, day today? How, how was your day? day? Uh, this is this is one of like the higher level uh, Kramer discussions, I think. Yeah, no, I, and I love it, and because I, I love how 
quickly he destroys Jerry's like excitement level for, mm. for this new like life goal and and the, it sucks that George isn't there for that because Jerry's like oh oh yeah. you're right oh my god you know it just, just dismantles it systematically dismantles it but like I've had that same thought in my head way back when I was younger, way back pretty much after I had gotten my <laughs> divorced with my first wife. And uh, in my head, I was like, that, that that's what it became. I was like, it's all marriage was, was like sitting down to eat dinner. How was your day? How was your day? And there's like, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something, you know? <laughs> and I had Kramer in my head the whole yeah. time. Well, definitely the catalyst for Jerry kind of switching back later in the episode. Uh, but George, on the other hand, goes to a pier and sees all these happy couples, uh, which I think was supposed to be like, you know, someplace in New York. But it was obviously Santa Monica. Oh, God. Yeah, completely. <laughs> D- down to the people in, in the fucking water in the ocean. Totally. Um, Elaine comes to Jerry's place and she complains about this dog. She's got a hoarse voice because she's been yelling at the dog all night. She hasn't been able to sleep. Uh, Kramer comes in and he recommends you should rub the dog out you know <laughs> and i love jerry's the look on jerry's face in the background of the two as they're talking when he hears that yes yeah exactly uh and uh, kramer just happens to know someone who specializes in these kind of uh sticky situations and uh elaine agrees to meet with that person and we cut to newman's place I adore how they lit this scene where yeah. Newman is fully in shadow. He's smoking a cigarette um, and he's just being ultra dramatic. Elaine, she, she's having trouble with her conscience to do this because she doesn't want to hurt the dog. Um, so Kramer kind of suggests, oh, maybe we'll just kidnap it and drop it off upstate. And so, okay. Um <laughs> Yes. I, I, I like how they made Newman's apartment. It, it looks different this season than before. I think it looks more yeah. fun uh, this season. But did you notice that he's he's sitting in front of a poster of the four food groups? I'm like, no, I didn't notice that. Why do you have that in your apartment? It's because it's like, you know, grains and meats and cheeses. And I'm like, why is there a poster of the four food groups? Oh, Newman. That is a, was a good question. All right. So we then cut to George. Um, who is starting to think about Susan in these flashbacks while he's at the pier. And you know what? Something uh, sparks in him, and he triumphantly stands and starts running. Pigeons fly everywhere. And I can say he looked like he ran pretty fast. Like, he looked yeah. like a good runner right there. Yeah. Um, what I couldn't tell is if this was a homage or a parody of something. Like, I, I, I couldn't I – d- it didn't click for me if it was. I was in the same boat. I was assuming that it was some sort of homage or parody, but I was like, ah, maybe it's just a parody of rom-com movies in general, you know, yeah. and there's always someone running with pigeons flying, I guess. I, I don't know, to be honest yeah. with you. Could be. So that night, Elaine uh, is plagued by the barking yappy dog again. And you know what? She says, fine, let's do this. She uh, goes with the kidnap idea, and we get a wonderful... Excellent. 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 I mean, he gives Mr. Burns for a run for his money. Yeah, yeah. And Newman's in full force here. He is. All right. Um, at a date with Melanie, Jerry, uh, Jerry's, uh, they're hanging out. And I got to say, Melanie is drop-dead gorgeous. Yeah, um, her name is Athena Massey. And if you ever played the Command and Conquer PC games uh, back in like the early 2000s, she was like one of the 
characters in the cutscenes uh, in in that game. But I was a big, 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 big Command and Conquer uh, gamer player back in the day. I definitely definitely played Command and Conquer. Um, I just didn't. I, I didn't recognize her, and you know, yeah. I mean, those cutscenes like who who pays attention to those cutscenes? Uh, they're they're pretty terribly awesome though. If you guys and gals, if you've never seen them, just like Google like you know Command and Conquer Red Alert. I think Gina Carano was in them, and they put all because this was early two thousands. They put all the women in like half cut off shirts and stuff like it was hyper sexualized when they're supposed to be like generals of armies, and their you know their their midriff is showing. Okay. Cool. You're like, huh. You're like, ah, my, my interest is now peaked. A little bit more intrigued than I was. So. <laughs> All right. Why do you think Sleazy C paid attention to him? <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> that Touché. makes all the sense in the world. I'm yeah. not going to lie. So. Uh, okay. George. Uh, gets... Oh, but, but, but before we're ending with that scene, oh. uh, you know, her eating the peas one oh, at a time. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cut you off. Yeah, she's eating the peas one at a time. And who does that? A psychopath. Only a psychopath would eat peas one at a time. It did not. That did not hit me like it hits you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Jerry. I'm vexed here. OK, I guess so. Like, yeah, obviously that was a, a big deal. So, um, all right. George uh, gets to Susan's place and he asks her to marry him and maybe the meekest voice I've ever heard him do. <laughs> you know, he's still probably not fully sure about this, but he's damn it. He's doing it. So then Estelle gets a call. George is engaged. The Costanzas yell at each other. Wonderful <laughs> to see uh, Estelle and Frank yelling at each other over the phone about stuff. You know, I yeah. do love, and I, I will very often say, in my head, just the way Estelle says, congratulations. <laughs> I say like I say it in my head. I don't really say it out loud often, but it's there. But let me ask you something. I guess they never met Susan before because yeah. George did date her for oh, yeah. a, a good amount of time uh, that season. So like when when he's in her, he's saying it over the phone to Estelle. And he's like, oh, she's like, is she pretty? And he's like, yeah, yeah. she's pretty. But like, why didn't you just say, mom, it's Susan? You know, like you, I, Susan, when I dated before. I've dated her before. Yes. But if you were George, would you introduce your girlfriend to your parents? Yeah, probably not until you get engaged is when they introduce them. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Oh. Good point. You're like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> End of story right there. It's obvious. So uh, Susan does uh, take the phone a little bit and talks to Estelle and says, oh, you know, I love your son very much. And Estelle just right on top of it, like, may I ask why? <laughs> just, and, you know, George, uh, him and uh, her and uh, Frank yell about the phone. George just kind of like hangs up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jerry sees Kramer with some rope and a dog catcher's pole. And uh, while he's heading out, George uh, comes in all excited. Kramer obviously leaves to go take care of the thing that he's going to be taking care of. And uh, he won't tell Jerry who the um, secret person is that yeah. who knows how to do stuff. Uh, but uh, anyway, George tells Jerry about his great news and I love Jerry's reaction. You know, you know when Jerry gets excited or, or <laughs> angry or whatever and he gets that super high pitch, you're getting married! Alright! <laughs> this is a good episode for high pitch Jerry and I loved it. It is. It is. Uh, but then we find out or George finds out that Jerry broke up with Melanie 
And, um, you know, that was George is like, the fuck? Uh, this was his, part of his whole inspiration, um, you know, for, for getting more serious with Susan was their little pact that they made. Um, and so you can tell immediately he starts second guessing his decision. Every everything, but why? Why does it have to be connected to Jerry's thing? You know, like, but because of course, it's George. I know, it's and George. I know, and and I love, I love what Jerry just like he's like goes in immediately about about the peas and everything. He's like, mm-hmm. and she didn't eat corn that way, but she eats peas that way. <laughs> the it's niblets. very I saw, her, I saw her eating niblets. I love <laughs> yeah. that he used the word niblets instead of co- just corn. And I so. love that he used the word vexing because yes. I too like that. I was like, I, I loved it. I loved all of Jerry's rationale right there. But at the same time, I also enjoyed, I enjoy, enjoy. I enjoyed George's deflation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so. not even drunk yet. I, no. could, I couldn't get those words out. Let's get there, buddy. Let's get all right. Ah. Uh, Elaine, Newman and Kramer go to get the dog. Uh, and Elaine, you know, she's having second thoughts, but they go for it. All right, Jerry goes to see uh, George, um, you know, to go hang out. But now that he's in a couple, you know, they're going to go see this movie called Firestorm, which is not the same movie as the Howie Long Firestorm movie, because <laughs> I double checked that one actually came out in 1998. God, that movie, dude. I remember that movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this was just one of the kind of classic Seinfeld fake movies that they yeah did. like channel and rochelle rochelle like channel rochelle rochelle or the one that george is uh, talked into going with susan to which is called the muted heart oh that's fake i thought because they threw out meryl streep and everything i thought that was actually real i checked it out muted heart is not a real movie um ah, very good yeah so yeah they threw exactly throughout meryl streep and uh, sally field nope nope there is no muted heart okay that's so. a, i like that name too then the, the, yeah. that they made up yes so uh, Newman comes in to the van that they had rented, apparently, um, with this dog. And it's just a it's a tiny little terrier. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? But I mean, honestly, with the yaps that we heard earlier, the dog fits with that sound. I mean, I think Elaine was expecting it to be a big dog. But even just listening to it, you can tell it's a yappy fucker, not yeah. a large one. Yeah, and I like the conversation that Elaine has with Kramer about not telling time. Like, he doesn't have a watch, because so he tells time by the yeah. sun. And she's like, well, what do you do at nighttime? He's like, well, that's a little bit tougher, but it's only a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got zero con- like, context. <laughs> I have no idea how long nighttime is. A couple hours. I was like, I thought that was a very good little subtle joke right there. Uh, fair enough. I mean, yes, definitely shows that he's out of touch with every reality. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> So at the movies, we just get a quick little thing. George did not enjoy Muted Heart, but Jerry came out of Firestorm uh, with uh, with a buddy of his who he will get into a fight with in the car later. Uh, not in is probably a different character, but it's on the Puerto Rican Day Parade, I believe, uh-huh. episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly. I mean, that's much later. That's season nine, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes. So, yeah, some guy. I can't even remember the actor's name off the top of my head. Yeah, that actor's name is uh, Mario Joyner, and uh, he okay. actually did, it looks like he did an episode of uh, Comedians in Cars with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, nope, well. Nope, 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 cut that. So on Mario Joyner's, like, page, IMDb page, at the top, <laughs> you know how there's a video? There's a shot of Jerry and fucking Eddie Murphy, so I don't yes. know why it's there, but yeah, that's not Mario Joyner. But yes. Mario Joyner is the guy who is in this episode He's, right Yes, and, and I'm looking at the picture of, of him, yes, having that dueling match 
um, as they're driving, kind of get back and forth into the different spaces. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yes. So that's what most people will recognize him more from. He was also in the B movie, also starring Jerry Seinfeld. So maybe they're buddies. I, I'm sure. I, I kind of get a feeling that he, yeah. he pro- they probably are. Uh, he was also a, in Pootie Tang. Yeah, Tang. Well. Tang. I just saw yeah. that. Like, oh, what a time. What a time, baby. What a time. <laughs> I love Pootie Tang. Hey, everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Kramer uh, drops off the dog at this house upstate. Uh, they even mentioned, you know, hey, we're practically in Monticello, um, which I did look up the distance between uh, New York City and Monticello around. I mean, so it is about at least 90 miles, about 90 to 100 miles. Jesus, um, they drove that. They drove that far. So it's about yeah, about two hour drive. They did a two hour drive, and so that dog, that dog ran that entire distance, um, like almost like at least ninety miles that night. You you could have just dropped that dog off in Central Park and been done with it. It should yeah. They uh, they should have just said, oh yes, Elaine, we will take the dog to a farm upstate and then <laughs> yeah. rubbed it out. That's what they should have done. <laughs> And, dude, I, I did not like the ADR of Michael Richards being like, oh, run, when he was dropping shirt. the dog off. Yes. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, it was, it, it was, was very bad. Because of the ADR, I actually had to kind of go back and rewatch it and be like, wait, did they use a fake uh, Kramer here? Because I wasn't sure. Because I was just like, but it was obviously wasn't a fake yeah. Michael Richards. It was because, you know, obviously they'll do that in different locations. Yeah. Um, but. They actually had him do it, and I was like, "Ugh, this the ADR." I that that's threw me off. Same thing as you, and, and it's almost like you didn't even need that ADR. Just don't no. even have it. It was terrible. Exactly. I mean, they're trying to emphasize that it bit him. It kind of fought with him, and it got a bit of his shirt. Yeah, I yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know what it's trying. To that's do, what it's doing. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're enthusiastic about it. But that's what's happening. <laughs> Okay, so, so um, Jerry calls George about, you know, this Yankee game that's going on right now, uh, which you would think that George would watch like every damn Yankee game. Um, it was, they were, it was the, a repeat. It was a, it oh, was a, it was a repeat. Yeah, because they're talking about yeah Don Mattingly, who was yeah, yeah. Play, uh, a little bit earlier. Um, but yes, and, uh, you know, Susan, though, she taped Matt about you, so they have to watch that. <laughs> that is did such ever, like a, were you mad about you did you ever watch no man you? that was such a cringy yeah it was such a cringy adult couple show like yeah. i gave zero fucks about mad about you i know I, I did not watch it either uh even even with aliens uh with paul reiser yeah. i was like oh paul reiser from aliens like oh no not not no. my cup of tea not my cup of tea new no. so uh we see this dog running down the street with part of kramer's shirt 
Uh, we also see uh, people sleeping, little different shots, kind of a, almost reminiscent of the contest yeah. episode. But yeah, seeing yeah. different people sleeping, Jerry sleeping great because he's by himself in his bed. Elaine <laughs> sleeping great because the dog is not barking. We cut to uh, George, who cannot sleep because Susan is um, spooning him, like, really close. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation. Like, I I hated – I didn't hate sleeping, um, you know, with ladies or when you're early dating. But, like, when they want to, like, cuddle and you put your arm – and you have your arm underneath them – your arm always falls the fuck to sleep. Like yeah. it's so uncomfortable. I cannot sleep on those positions where I'm like either cuddling or I'm spooning or my arm is underneath them. Like it will fall asleep. And so like, I usually can't sleep a goddamn wink. Like when I'm first dating a girl, because I know. it's just awful. And so until you get to a spot where I can be like, all right, don't fucking touch me when I sleep. Like that's my favorite. Cause I, I want to be here. Don't touch me. And yeah. then I can get some good, good night's sleep. And that's what's great about being married. You can yeah. kind of just like here, kiss your kiss your wife, and then just roll over to the side and <laughs> put your butts against each other. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be all sexy and romantic. You just, I'm just ready to go to sleep now. Thank you. Yeah, but then you're just like farting towards each other's buttholes. Like that's kind of a strange thing. Yeah, I mean, marriage this is, is part a of the fun. Thing. <laughs> Life is a strange thing. Farts are a strange thing. <laughs> but uh, they happen. It just happened. It just happened. So um, we also see that uh, Kramer can't sleep because he is uh, having this dream um, about a dog, about the dog attacking him. And he's like in this weird, like, Huckleberry Finn yeah. kind of get up. I don't know what the fuck it is. I, you know, I didn't even think they needed to show the dream. You could have just had seen him kind of been like, oh, and no, the barking dog, yeah, you, you know, and, the, and yeah, or had just barking in the background, bark, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that they maybe, took a whole the, set the, the there. They had a whole wardrobe, yeah. wardrobe change and everything. I was like, that was a couple hours worth of work to get that stupid little dream sequence. And at first I couldn't tell if he was like having playing with the dog almost like yeah. kissing the dog or yeah. if they were fighting and i think they were fighting but it was weird you know it's funny this interaction here is worse than the monkey interaction in the last season like yeah. him michael richard in animals it doesn't work <laughs> because he his energy and him i'm sure him as an actor he knows that, like he doesn't yeah. want to freak these animals out but it just doesn't work with kramer no. they should keep kramer away from animals yes um, so I didn't notice this. I'm going to give props to my wife, Keisha. Um, did you notice the different magazines that Jerry had splayed out on his bed when he was sleeping? <laughs> yes, I wrote them. I wrote them down. Car and Driver, Sports Illustrated, and Playboy. Yes, there's another one called um, es not Esquire. Um, Excellence uh, or Excellence, something like that. I something didn't like know that, what yes. that was. Yeah, definitely started with an E. Yeah, um, I looked up the issue. I found out which issue of Playboy that he had. He had the September 1995 issue, oh. so he was right on topic because uh, wow. this came out on September 21st, 1995, uh, and the Playboy model at the front was Kimberly Conrad Hefner, um, who was a previous Playmate of the Year. She, she was Hugh Hefner's second wife. So in in the image, it, the, you could barely see the person, and they kind of had reddish hair, maybe brownish hair, but it looked reddish. Yep. I was like, is that Tawny Katane? Is that no, who yes. that was? I thought it was Pamela. It's, it's, I think it's more blonde, but okay. I, that's what I saw. And I so I first thought, is that Pamela Anderson? And so I looked up um, all the 1994 uh, Playboy Playboys 
to see um, what you know who was on the cover, and then I looked at all the '95 ones, and then I I found the match. It's it's a tough job you have, huh? <laughs> Just going through covers of Playboys. I'm doing this for the people. <laughs> you <Okay>? are, dude. <laughs> and that's the kind of excitement you get when you listen to Cartwright a Seinfeld podcast. Casey's like, like Adam, research. what are you doing? What are you doing in there? And you're like, nothing. It's research. It's podcast research, research baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, meanwhile, this dog returns home all the fucking way, uh, 90 miles. It knows somehow how to get home from 90 miles. Um, ridiculously unbelievable knowing the actual distance. Uh, and but, how uh, small that dog's legs are. Like, yeah. it just wouldn't be able to cover the ground. Yeah, exactly. If I, uh, click the walking time, 30 hours is the walking time. And, and that's with our f- legs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And knowing the exact directions, but whatever, okay. <laughs> that that dog had an adventure going back. Like that was a whole movie right there. I mean, probably. maybe I mean, yeah, maybe it was gone for exactly the entire an entire day and part of another night, and then that's yeah. when it came out. So that's that was it. So yes, it had a full adventure. So all right. Elaine wakes up though to this barking dog noise and thinks they got the wrong dog, tells Jerry about it. Um Jerry then drops a bomb on her that George their friend George is getting married. Married. And we, and we get, get gr- the biggest, the biggest get out. Get out. And Jerry goes flying. I think this gag works well. You like hear him hit, you know, something um, as he flies off camera. But I yep. think it's great. This is uh, one of the best get outs that there is. Yes, absolutely. This is, this is, um, a, I mean, it feels like a classic one, but it kind of became another caricature kind of one. I mean, they're going more over the top with some of their characteristics. Yeah. So. Kramer gets picked up by the police. Uh, apparently that the, the lady who got her dog kind of recognized that, um, or saw that the, uh, fabric that he had, but then they traced a van rental, um, well, the, fab, the fabric had it had Rudy's on it. So and Rudy's, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so well, first off, does so Rudy's marks every shirt that they have? Um, Which, for a know. store that's re- that's a resale stuff, no. Yeah, that's silly. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, okay, so sure, that's how they got him there, and then they, they did actual police detective work, yeah. you know. I was like, okay. Yeah, what, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't love that. But I will say this: um, the cop, the sort of the cop that's in the front, uh, he's played by Ed O. Ross, and that dude was in a shit ton of stuff, man. He hmm. was in Red Heat, Lethal Weapon, Dick Tracy. I mean, he's been in some some okay. movies, uh, usually playing either a tough guy or a yeah. cop. Okay, cool. Uh, so, what I do love, though, maybe not love, you know, that they got got so easily, but. Um, they found out in the back seat the springs were so compressed <laughs> that uh, Kramer or that Jerry knew. Oh, Newman! It had to be Newman. And, and, and so that they, was a gr- and that was a great little cut because he's standing right behind the cop, and I love how Lane starts to come out and hears what's happening, goes right back into yes. the apartment. <laughs> Jerry's still there, and he says Newman, and the cop turns around and like looks at him, and then they cut right to Newman's apartment. So you know that Jerry spilled the beans, and I was like, ah, that was yes, a good little editing, little you know, jump thing there. Yes, it was. And when they open the, when Newman opens the door, uh, he just sees them and says. What took you so long? <laughs> yeah, that's that's baller right there. God, he's cool. <laughs> and then you know what I found out uh, that Keisha let me know because she's love she loves um, like true crime and stuff. What makes it even cooler? This is an homage to Son of Sam. 
Oh. That Son of Sam, obviously, we already mentioned, has yep. ties with Newman because he took over his route. When Son of Sam was caught by the by the police, he opens the door and says, he tells the police, what took you so long? Not going to lie, that makes it even cooler in my book. That yes. actually like brings up this episode a smidge in my book. It's because pretty that's, cool. That's, that's really fucking cool. So yep. thank you, Keisha, for that bit of knowledge. It really helped me enjoy this episode more. Yeah. Uh, in the police car, Elaine wants to make some changes. She kind of get a call back to the discussion with George and Jerry before. She's like, I'm not a woman. You know, I'm a child. And yeah. it's just kind of like her trying to be more adult and all this kind of stuff. It's her, her come to Jesus moment. Exactly. And then we end with a tag. Uh, George is watching Mad About You with Susan. <laughs> and he's uncomfortable as shit. And I thought this tag worked great. I did too. I freaking loved this tag because of how disgusted George, the look on George's face as he's forced to watch the show. And I'm just like, I'm picturing that that's what Larry David would ha- would be looking like when if he had to watch Mad About You because, like yeah. you said, it's such a that was such a, a that's a sitcom show. You know what I mean? That was like yeah. that's like a, the lowest bar sort of thing. Whereas Seinfeld's always supposed to be the bigger bar, the higher bar, the yeah. smarter sitcom. So yeah. The look of disgust on George's face uh, is is great. Great way to end it. Buddy, I want you to kick off this one, my okay. man. What right. is- I wanted you to kick off this thing, but I'll go first. Okay, okay. I had trouble discerning what your thoughts were. And so I wasn't sure if I wanted to adjust mine or not, but I don't think so. Um, from our discussion, we didn't really push me one way or the other, so I'm going to stick to what I had, which was overall, I thought this was a solid episode and a good start to the season. Newman. Awesome. He was great. He was a good Newman that I like. You know, we I could have used more of him in the episode, not going to lie, but still we got we got a good bit of it. A quickie from the Costanzas, always wonderful. I think the Susan storyline is actually helped by knowing where it's going. This is yeah. one of the times where I would say if I was watching this for the first time, I'd be like, what the fuck? I mean, this doesn't really fit George, even though his whole uncomfortableness during the episode totally fits George. But knowing exactly where it's going to go, I'm seeing all of this even more as like a, oh, shit, this is what's going to happen. Oh, shit, this is like all this kind of stuff, um, you know, and how his uncomfortableness is going to end up. I I think that really helped. I think the, yeah, the multiple viewings helped this episode for me. Um, so, yeah, knowing the nigh is, is uh, the end is nigh or the end is, <laughs> the end is near or whatever for yeah. <laughs> for Susan uh, is actually pretty good. And there were some pretty good callbacks. I liked that. Uh, and so not the entire episode was amazing, but I felt this was quite strong. And so I ended up giving it four out of five happy pappies. Wow. Wow. Four. Holy shit. I could, I could, I could have maybe been talked to do a 3.5, but I can't go lower than that, but I'm sticking to my four. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I feel you, buddy. I had, I had an adventure with this, this episode. Um, I watched it, uh, yesterday, uh, when I took my notes and I finished that viewing, not really happy with it. My note actually says 1.5 here. I don't know why. Whoa. I don't know if it was a mental thing. Thing, but I just I didn't like it on that viewing and I was like man it was it was things were distracting maybe it was the the four you know the four by the, the aspect ratio I don't know what it was maybe it was a mental state but I'm all day today I'm like doing work and getting prepping for you know this and everything and I'm like I got an hour you know to before we're gonna watch the show I was like 
let me watch it again. It just, it's just been sitting on me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let me watch it again. And I didn't take notes, and I just watched it, let it flow over me. And I'm not going to lie to you. I had a lot more fun with it the second time. Maybe okay. it was just in a different mindset. But I didn't quite love it, to be truthful with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I thought that it was a lot of buildup. Uh, I thought that uh, I didn't think Jerry's, like, like he didn't have a, almost have a storyline at all really here. And I thought that was a little bit disheartening. Um, I didn't really like what Elaine was doing or Kramer. But at the same time, I liked them doing it. Does that make sense? Like, I'm like, I'm not really following the the what, the logic of this storyline here, but I'm having fun with the interactions. I'm glad that, you know, Newman's yeah. in the mix and all this kind of stuff. And and so, and then our, our talking about it, you raised it as well a little bit. And then uh, Keisha's knowledge drop on that one, really, I was like, you know what? That was smart. I like that, you know, and, and, and us kind of sorting it out in my head i think it was a bit of a better episode than i originally sort of gave it not credit for essentially and for me it bumped up to from 1.5 on my first viewing to three horse elaines out of five Okay. So, so I probably was at, I was probably about hovering between two and 2.5. Uh, Keisha's knocked it up a full 0.5 with the whole, what wow. took you so long? Because <laughs> dude, we, we just had the, you know, the Newman's bag thing. Like there's, there was so much son of Sam stuff last season with Newman and him knowing about the dogs and all that kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed all of that knowledge that you, you kind of brought to the table, I think via Keisha and everything then as well. Um, that when they kind of buttoned it up with this and see, season seven with that i'm like that's fucking cool dude that's really fucking cool and i'm also you know intrigued to see where the season goes obviously we know where the season goes but i'm intrigued to see how they pull it off now that we're watching it all together i'm intrigued to see how much uh connective tissue there will be like will it only be like one or two threads per episode or are we gonna see a lot more connective tissue between episodes i'm much more excited about this season than I was yesterday when I first watched this episode. I'm not going to lie. I'm going into the season, um, especially after this episode, pretty with, with high expectations. Uh, we talked about season six, about how it was still solid, but it was a dip from season five. Season five was was significantly better. And so curious, you know, I, I have high hopes that this is going to be, you know, this is gonna be up there. It's gonna maybe it'll rival five, maybe it'll be close to it, but I think it'll be better than the previous one. And it's also Larry David's last season. Uh, he mm-hmm. does come back for the finale, we know, but it's his last season as a writer. So here's hoping he ends strong. Yeah, absolutely. So do you know what always ends strong, Corey? Podcasting after dark. That is a show that absolutely everyone needs to be listening to because they close it out. They know how to finish. They end strong every single episode because they are podcasting meisters, if you will. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And great news if you all are interested. Uh, so by the time you listen to this, next Monday, the next episode of Podcast After Dark is going to be uh, where we are reviewing a summer slasher film called The Burning. It came out in 1981. And it features a young Jason Alexander with hair. And I will be plugging Cartwright of Seinfeld podcast when we <laughs> review that movie. Uh, but also, just so you guys know, 
you maybe want to check that out because it is fucking wild to see Jason Alexander in it. Seriously. <laughs> so, and also has a, a young Fisher Stevens who looks like he's like 14, but will be playing a Pakistani man in like three years after that in short circuit. It's so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, The Burning Man, check that out. It's uh, it's some cool shit. And of course, as always, you have to check out the Blast From Our Past podcast with Adam and John, as well as Throwback Trivia Takedown with our two favorite brothers. Yes, please do. Uh, John and I put a lot of time and effort into the Blast From Our Past podcast, where you can find TV show reviews, um, album reviews, movie reviews, and top tens, and, and top tens all about uh, nostalgic things. And Throwback Trivia is a nostalgic pop culture uh, emphasized trivia show uh, that we also have on the Beef Pop Network. And speaking of the Beef Pop Network, make sure you check out People Don't Forget. That's another yeah. great show that not a lot of people know about, but it is awesome. Scott Grimes deep dives into some awesome music, uh, or not just music, different pop culture things uh, throughout um, major gears and kind of like there's an old whole overarching thing. Yep, and make sure you also check out Action Action Podcast. Those guys are doing a great job going through every action movie ever made and uh, ranking them on a list that you can follow on letterboxd.com. It's a lot of fun. It uh, makes for a very interactive uh, show as the list is always changing and evolving. And, of course, uh, check out Talking Back with Tim and Dean, our, our brothers from another mother up in Canada. They're, those are good guys over there, and they're always putting out super fun shows and i'm i always i'm catching up on the back catalog of all of them actually right now because i was on vacation so i'm catching up on talking back and blast from our past and action action so it's it's been a lot of fun just binging everyone's shows yes they are good stuff all right um just a reminder if you guys want to listen to the postponement which is coming up next in the seinfeld order all you have to do is go over to our patreon which uh cory what is that site Patreon.com slash Cartwright. That's Patreon.com slash Cartwright. And sign up for even our lowest tier, which is just $1 a month, $12 a year. That's going to give you all of our back catalog, as well as ad-free versions of all of our episodes, including the one like you're listening to on the free feeds. You'll get it ad-free for just that $1 and the rest of our stuff. So make sure you do that. Yeah. So now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go edit this episode and put a bunch of ads in it. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you guys next week. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.